with Ravnica. What did, what did we call this? We never settled on a name. You motherfucker. Guild of dogs or something? Kill the dogs? No, guild of dogs. You were dogs saying. in the guild pack. Do yeah, dogs in the guild pack. Dogs in the guild pack. Ravnica, dogs in the guild pact. <laughs> so what we can do? No, stop it. <laughs> it is June 2019 and... I am Ian, our GM. And to my left, we have X-Plane Y in Z-Guild. Peter in the guild. In the guild. <laughs> Peter as Aegis and Aetherborn in the Boros Legion will actually house Demir. Okay. Kuro Kegamaro, who is a enforcer for the Orzov Syndicate. What? You didn't say your name. Devin playing Kuro Kegamaro, enforcer for the Orzov Syndicate. A human. Yeah, he's a man. He's a normal fucking person. <laughs> a man. I didn't. I didn't play a. I didn't play a clone or a phallid or a sliver. I didn't play any of the cool things I could have played in Magic. Not because I didn't want to, because I thought this character was cool. I'm Nicole playing Gato. She is a cowgirl of the cult of Rakdos. Not a minotaur in Ravnica, a cowgirl like the fetish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ian was very specific if it was a minotaur like in Ravnica or a fetish girl. It's a fetish girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lines need to be drawn, Devin. We need to know. The listeners our, need our to Our listeners know. care. All three of them. Freaking right. uh, insulin is just like... <gasps> You're called out, bitch. <laughs> the Jareds. I think both are on the Patreon now. Cool. Is this season the other Jared? Yeah. Because for a while there was like other other Jareds. There are too many Jareds, <laughs> Too many. Spoiled. Jared. Okay, Ian, pitch this fucking game because I don't have to because <sighs> I'm running it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um. So, Ravnica is a city of guilds. It's a whole city world, world city, however you want to... It's a planet that is... It's fucking Coruscant, guys. Yeah, it is it is Coruscant. I mean, Coruscant's one example, but also just the fucking sigil, City of Doors, the city dimension in D&D. &D. Yeah. And it's probably yeah. closer to that because it's not super tech like Coruscant. No, but it is built up in a lot of ways like Coruscant. Yeah. You know, it's there. It's not uncommon to see like a hundred story buildings and yeah, stuff. It's not built like, up. It's a very boring setting. Yeah, this is... It's it's a weird mix of gigantic buildings and then like torn down ruins, all sorts of neat things like that. I should have taken a paraglider as a fucking <laughs> I mean you guys it's not it's not uncommon to see buildings that tall, but it's not like every building's that tall. Um but yeah. Uh there's tons of magic in the world. All sorts of different races, peoples, cultures. Uh, the big thing is, is there's ten guilds. The guilds are... Oh, no, don't go down the list. I won't go down the list. Google them, listeners. But you um, can... Uh, if we want, we can talk about our guilds. Yeah, or yeah. Or, like, you can talk about our guilds. Yeah, I can, more than we I can talk a little <laughs> bit about your guys' guilds, if you want. Um, but, yeah, there's ten guilds, and... I'm not going to be using the traditional quote-unquote Ravnica lore in this game because a lot of it can be a little silly and restricting. I'm going to use that word. Let's call it that. Um, so I've tweaked it a little bit. The guilds aren't just... It's not 
just guilds. They're like a full nation unto themselves. They do other things. They're not single-minded entities. Um, they have a main goal, and they have a common trait, which is what their guild is. But they're not... It's not like everybody in the Boros Legion is a soldier. It's just... They have wives and children. Yeah. And like, you know, and, cobblers. Yeah, cobblers, <laughs> and they do you know, have some bankers and they do have some people who do other magic things and gardening and whatnot. It's their full culture under themselves. It's just the average person in Boros, odds are, is a soldier or is more... Militant. They're militant, yes, thank you. And That's also the I'm either they're a soldier or, or you know, someone they know at least is. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's is just a more common trait or feature in their lives. And that's the um, guild that Peter's character, Aegis? Aegis. Aegis. Is uh, masquerading as. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the other big thing, or two big things to note is, one, Demir are not out in the open, because There's why spies, do you have a shadow spies. secret guild out in the open? That's ridiculous. So they would be more, think of the Illuminati. That, that's basically what I'm basing the Demir on. They are, people think they know they exist, but nobody knows for sure they exist. Some people do know they exist. Some people, Some people do know they exist, and then and very shortly afterwards don't know anything. Yeah, that or they get considered just to be crazy people on the side of the road. Like it's... Again, think Illuminati, and that's how, basically what I'm basing the Demir on. Um, and then the other thing is the Guild Pact itself is, it's not Jace, for those of you who know what that is, because fuck that noise. Um, it's an actual just, it's a giant monolith of magic and power in the center of the city. Um, it's not all-powerful baloney that stops people from fighting instead it's just basically an agreement that if you start an actual war there is consequences and there is magic backing the other people as well as the fact that if two places go to war everyone else is going to take sides yeah everyone else is going to take sides and the two people who start the war are gonna lose the war that's just how dyna power dynamics work. So, yeah, the Guild Pact is less of an omnipresent MacGuffin and more of just a semi-magical deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our players are going to be playing members of what I call the Capital Elite, which is an elite... Go ahead. Um... You describe the Boros Legion, but then you're skipping to a different thing now. Do oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I can go around though. <laughs> so I describe yeah. Boros Legion and Demir, which is Peter's character, Aegis. Uh, the Orzov Syndicate is very comparable to what it is in traditional Ravnica lore. The Orzov Syndicate is a bunch of mafia. There, It's like the church merged with the mafia, merged with the banks. That's Orzov in a nutshell. 
Um, yeah, they're run by undead spirits and ghosts. Um, they're good at secrets and stuff too, a little bit, because, I mean, they are mafia-related. They house most of the banks in Ravnica and a lot of the churches. Um, yeah, that's Orzov. And that's going to be Devin's character, Kuro. And then Nicole's character is Gato. And she is in the, uh, what are you? Cult Your of Rakdos. Cult of Rakdos, thank you. So Cult of Rakdos is a bunch of crazy carnies crossed with, with like jugglos crossed with like ravers slash reavers <laughs> i mean so Rave. they're but like reveling in like a satanic kind of way on spinning everything so they own all the brothels they own all the party houses they own all the clubs they're they're very much we do whatever we want and we terrify the city and no one really stops them because Rakdos is super powerful and none of the guilds want to be on his bad side. Yeah, because Rakdos is a literal demon that, you know, is around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, you can find him partying every now and then in random parts of the city. Yeah, if you tried Just... to shut down all the parties, guess what he wouldn't be happy about? Yep. So how much human sacrifice are you doing on a normal basis? <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. Um, and even if it's not like straight up human sacrifice, I mean, the worship from it, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's big, like blood orgies. So, yeah, people are probably gonna die, or again, not even full death. Like, it's not like Rakdos runs around demanding death, he just demands entertainment. Yeah, and whether that be like, because there are people in Rakdos who are like amazing artists or amazing you know dancers or comedians or whatever magicians and Rakdos it's entertaining to him it doesn't need to be death now a lot of it is death he, he's a demon he enjoys it but it's not yeah he's not a one-dimensional being if you guys were to go and talk to him he wouldn't be like I want you guys to kill things <laughs> no it's, I mean probably but, <laughs> but yeah, um, circling back. So you guys are part of the Capital Elite, which is an elite police force in the capital of Ravnica, kind of an amalgamation of all the nations, all the guilds, whereas each part of the world is more or less, as I say, it's its own nation, so it's not... We're the NATO. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're NATO if NATO was a country. And then, so all the guilds live in this one capital city together in semi-peace, and you're the police force looking over it. Uh, it's made up of members from all the guilds, mostly Azorius and Boros, to be honest, as they tend to be the people. But there are, as I say, members from all the guilds. And yeah, you guys will be doing... This game will be run more towards the Monster of the Week kind of TV slice of life episode style. 
but there will be some overarching story and there will be character development and growth. It's just we're going for more of a segmented, enjoyable, fun mini sessions. So we're also using other than the basic replica that like D&D uh, we're playing fucking D and D. Yeah, we're playing dice pools and more predicament-based generic role-play system. Dogs. Yeah. And uh, I guess for those that haven't caught up, yes, Ravnica is a setting from Magic the Gathering that had a supplement for D and D to play and so yeah. on. That's what we're basing it off of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're using dogs as our rules system, which is an interesting dice like almost poker betting system and it lends itself a lot better to storytelling aspects than mechanical interactions so our characters don't really have like i have the power to fly or i have you know a d10 fire or i have um blank or i do this much damage to a person no it's more of a your characters have narrative abilities and then there's dice pools awarded to those narrative abilities and you can use them however <clears throat> is justifiable yeah so you can yeah for example i have one that's i'm intimately acquainted with how the body works that could be doing doctor stuff or it could be torture slicing someone's artery yeah like <laughs> yeah no it, could, it can be applied to a lot of different things and that's going to be kind of a judgment call from all of us as we role play through are we allowing you know this scenario to work out however we want it um yeah i think that's everything that i can't think of anything else unless we want to describe our characters uh yeah do you guys want to go describe your characters a little bit more in depth like what do they look like what are their Opinions, beliefs, that kind of stuff, and then don't we'll... ask me about that. Well, <laughs> it's too early for that. Fair <laughs> enough. Um. Okay, so my character Aegis is an Aetherborn. That's a race from magic. You know, people born of magic that aren't like you know normal things. So looks like half golem, half you know work of art, I guess, you know, all stone face, doesn't have really a face, and, you know, cursing magic, I guess. And he's a car uh, person from uh, House Demir, there, the secret guild that's really established, and, you know, I guess he's the assassin there, he's, you know, working to, you know, correct the course of history, I suppose, mm -hmm. you know, be the person that, you know, calls the hits out. He's very focused on the actual magic magic from the system, focused on the powers. He could have counter magic and fire magic and so on. He's also got some vampire empiric stuff. So yeah, I was like going off from the colors the house the mirror has and so on. So blue and red. Blue and black for Demir. Demir? Oh, okay. Yeah. Black as well, but yeah, red also is from Boros Legion. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he's, you know, been infiltrating the Boros Legion, planning to be, you know, a legionnaire slash, you know, enforcer there to be able to, you know, beat people up slash, you know, 
do all the dusty things and have some cover-up. Yeah, so you would have been born into the Boros, I assume, because your family would be Demir in quotes, but they I'm were... An, I'm an Aetherborn, I don't have a family. I, I was guess that's created yeah, out of magic. Yeah, you were just created more or less out of magic and you joined yeah. the Boros, but secretly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were. Hey, I have fire magic. You, you guys could use me. Yep. And yeah, his signature weapon is a chain whip. You know, a giant metal thing that you know renders you know skin and what have you. And that's shtick. All right. So, uh, where was I? So Kuro Kagamaro is me writing up uh, Kiryu from Yakuza and not doing. Any sort of a good job of hiding that. <laughs> I played the Yakuza, so I built him as a character in Dogs for fun. He is a stern young adult, you know, early twenties for a person. Um, he carries himself very rigidly. He has a lot of uh, uh, commit. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Determination. Determination, or, or what was it? Not not commitment. The other word. drive. Not drive. It starts with a C. It's like. Um, Whatever, yeah, drive conviction. conviction. <laughs> he carries himself with, with a lot of conviction. Um, he wears, like, you know, an, uh, a sort of gangster suit, you know, like a pinstrip suit with like a shirt, an overcoat, and it pins up. He has an Orosoft signet pin on him. Um, he has a, a massive back tattoo of an Oni, which is the big furry monster from the Unhinged set or whatever, but he has like the left half. And he also has a brother. Who's like not his real brother? He's a sworn brother, Yakora. Who's just another dude, and he has the other half of the tattoo. And they're bros. They have a strong bond. Anyway, he's highly ethical, highly you know philosophical, and like cares about stuff. And I, I just ripped off that character. <laughs> if you think of Kazuma Kiryu from uh, from Yakuza, that's who this is. This is what's happening. So what's your tattoo off? Is that the big furry monster from Magic the Gathering? Yeah, I'm not that's a reference. Just... Yeah, I said what it was. I already said what it was. I said that I have the left side, the other guy's the right side. Yeah. I went over it already. Okay. I did. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot to unpack there, actually. He works for the uh, Orzhov. He, he, he's, he's a straight-shooting dude. Mm -hmm. I don't have a big thing to go on that. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Short hair, wears a nice suit. Yeah. That's stripper clothes, though, because he's always tearing off his fucking shirt. <laughs> oh, you bet. Uh, Gato is, like I said, a cowgirl. So she has like the, the droopy cow ears, little horns. Uh, not like a full ass cow face, though. But, you know, she's a fucking cow furry, guys. You, you guys know what that is. Google it. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing like black and red pied uh, clothing that's like, like cat suit, basically. Uh, but on the horns, there's like bells attached. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. Uh, I don't know how else to describe her. Yeah, it's just, I'll draw her eventually. People can see the picture somewhere if you're interested. Uh, cowgirl, red and black clown outfit. Artist. Artist. Harley Quinn, but not stupid. <laughs> sure. Also, uh, her weapons are uh, brass knuckles with spikes on the end of them, but also have like short, like puncturing knives coming out the sides of the fists. And, uh, Just oodles of fun. Oh yeah. 
Stop, 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 stop. Batch. Yeah, I don't have weapons, I have my fists. Yeah. And my determination. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Okay. Um Oh, she's also missing one finger on each hand. Because art. It's the same finger. And yes, because art. Nice. Okay. Um well thank you guys for introducing your characters. And season one, episode one. <laughs> well, <clears throat> no, this is the intro. Yeah, this uh, is the intro. So we're gonna uh, do the, the thing. So the intro for dogs is you do a training session where you kind of do a single conflict of sorts with each character. So we've decided to do those conflicts as how these characters got into the capital elite. Some so. of them make more sense than others. Yes. <laughs> um, the Rose Legion in the Capital Elite? Yeah, that makes sense. Even the uh, Orzov. Yeah, that would make Cult of Rakdos? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's very few Cult of Rakdos in the <laughs> right? Capital Elite. Everyone has to represent, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's legally binding. Uh, yeah. So, the, we'll turn camera to Aegis. As <clears throat> he just is asleep in his bunk, where it's just rows of, you know, doors going into private rooms as you're not super high up in the Boros Legion, but you're high enough up that you are not in a crowded bunk room. You have your own little space. Yep. It, however, it is quite small and tight. Um... As you're asleep, a dark purple butterfly lands on you. And in your dream, you see flashing colors and lights. And all of a sudden you see a picture, uh, image of um, the capital elite, the symbol, the logo of, for the, almost like the badge. And then it kind of shifts and you see the image of a swordsman who you know um i didn't do a lot on his backstory He's, no i was just i was just um, looking because i thought this was his name and it's like five letters long five, <laughs> yeah no five no. words long but no um you this see isn't exalted. <laughs> you see the image of a man a swordsman in the boros legion who you know uh or you don't know him personally but you've seen him in passing uh you see him getting this pin on his uniform you see everyone cheering in the background and him going off to join the capital elite and then you see an image of you and you see an image of the pin going on to you and you wake up knowing that you've just been told to join the capital elite by murdering the person well you don't need to murder him. You just, you've been told that he's going to join it if you don't join it. Mm. So you need to figure out a way to join it. If you choose to murder him, that is a valid use of your skill set. Mm. <laughs> um, yes, so you're in a room. It's a small, almost dormitory-like, you know, just barracks kind of room. And... After you wake, shortly after, you hear 
loud trumpets announcing the morning as people start getting up. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess I'll have to figure out who that person is and how to get to them. So, how that will happen. Okay. Um, you leave the room and start investigating, I guess? Yep. Okay. Uh, walking down the hallways, as I say, you, you've seen this person in passing, so your best bet would be the training grounds, probably. Mm -hmm. So, leaving the building, you find yourself on a large, flattened, uh, like a hard clay with just a little bit of sand on the top kind of thing for training ground. So it's slightly padded almost. Um, and you see all sorts of beings, you know, minotaurs, centaurs, people, half demons, uh, demi-humans, aether beings such as yourself, uh, weird monstrosities of like sewn together parts, uh, half dragons, even full dragons, sphinxes, all sorts of creatures just training and battling and uh, just practicing all sorts of fighting styles in this giant yard. Um, yeah. Hmm. I guess I look around to see the, whether that person is training there. Uh, scanning around, sure, yeah, you find him. There's, you know, as I say, there, there's some quite large beings and smaller beings. So you find off to one side, there's some more or less humanoid kind of creatures sparring and sword fighting. You see this uh, soldier has a large broadsword and big bulky armor, and he's sparring, training with another soldier they're going back and forth landing different blows and there's a soldier watching over and going point to him point to him as they tap each other with their swords neat so i guess i could try challenging him in this train so I'm like oh let's spar together and see which one of us is better here it's like oh i hear that you know you're being considered for joining the legion so i figured might as well See whatever, you know, we've got what it takes. Yeah, you could do that if you want. Yeah. Yeah. If he accidentally kills him in this duel, um, how much trouble will he be in? Um, it seems like it's a bad thing, but also like... It is a bad thing to kill people, of course. Uh, however... I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we're in the army, you know, you so things my happen. Character, <laughs> my character's just like, I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, you are in the army, and you do know accidents happen, and it's just making sure that people believe that it's an accident. Yeah. No, nobody's got anything against people who have accidents. Accidents are very common. It's just you need to make sure they're an accident. Yeah, and don't just go like, you know, yeah. then once they're down, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. just wanted to check on that, because if, like, killing him here would have gotten his character disqualified and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> well, so I mean, a conclusion that we will join the, you know, the well, capital yeah. elite. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, do you want to challenge him here to a duel? Are you going to hide around and wait for him to see where he goes uh, off I alone? Think, you know, it's a good place to do the challenge yeah. and, you know, to prove that I'm better than him. Yeah, go, come on, let's do it. Yeah. 
So you walk, you walk up to him as I'll, I'll say the two of them, the person he was dueling against, he, he wins the duel against them and they're both, they shake arms and the other soldier walks off and he's kind of just panting very lightly there, you know, wiping his brow, having a glass of water. Soldier? Soldier? Fine day today, isn't it? Quite. Yes. You have some nice moves there. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I heard you're considered for promotion around here. Yes, I've been... I'm up for joining the Capital Elite. Uh, very nice position indeed. <laughs> oh god, you have to beat this guy. He sounds like <laughs> such a snob. <laughs> well, it comes with, I mean, these guys have grown up in oh, yeah. barracks and small rooms, so... You get a full room if you join higher up ranks. I actually forgot you were Demir and not Boros. I'm like, why do you have to get a dream to kill? Oh, right, right, right. You're a monster. <laughs> yes. Right, 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 right. I totally forgot. Perfect. I sounded blended. <laughs> Nobody says that. You know the character it's working. <laughs> okay. Well, you got some moves, but I think I can do better than you. You want to challenge me for my position as he draws his sword up and kind of stretches a little bit? Heck yeah. I take my whip and crank it. <laughs> you see a few of the people who were uh, sword fighting or, you know, just practice sparring nearby. They stop. A few of them, like, turn and their partners don't turn in time. A few of them get smacked and go, ow, watch it. Look, as, as a little bit of a crowd starts to gather around you guys. Okay, well, then let us spar for the, the honor and the glory of Boros. Sure. Okay, so this sounds like it is going to be a uh, conflict. So in dogs, listeners, there is different types of conflicts. You have conflicts that are physical and nonviolent. Conflicts that are non-physical, non-violent. Conflicts that are physical and violent. And conflicts that are violent from a distance. Lastly, conflicts that are violent but entirely based on um, no physical components, which is... Psychic battles yeah. or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be a physical, non-violent fight. Because it's Until a sparring match. violent. Yes. <laughs> because it's a sparring match. So we're going to roll um, body and spirit. So that'll be 5d6 for him. Let's see. There we go. And, and I guess we start 2-2-4-2. Yep, any of your talents or what have you that you want yeah. to add in. So then he's going to add in the trait um, years of hard training. Makes sense. Okay. I'll add my Legion training. Okay. And being undercover in the Boros Legion. Because does that work or it's um, a relationship? It sounds like that would work when you're trying to Yeah, when you're sneaky. actually trying to yeah, either do yeah. something sneaky or when you're when you're going in because you can add rack, traits guess, in yeah. later on. So you, you could use that like as you're doing the killing blow if you need something extra you can also don't forget your equipment yeah yeah 
So I'll have my chain whip. Let's start with that. Okay, so. Do we want to pause while we're looking at the numbers? Do you have your numbers? We're back. We're back. Okay, so we have our sheet ready. So the initiative is based on the two highest dice you have. So his initiative is eight. What's your two highest? Twelve. Twelve. So you start this sparring match. Mm, okay, so he's got this highest to this four and this six. Four and five. Oh yeah. Four and five. Yeah. It'd be easier if those were in order. Yeah, eh. I did mine in order when we did that test session the other day too, yeah. but because yeah, okay, so it's nine. So what I should open up with I yeah. Let's open up with an eleven. With an eleven? Okay. Yeah. Using a five and a six? Yeah, five and a six. So opening up with, so how do you do this? Describe what you're doing. Well, I guess once we're, you know, established square off that, you know, it's a natural duel, I just like chain whip around his sword and, you know... Trying to rip his sword out of his hands? I mean, probably like his sword and his like, you know, arm just like, you know, keep them off and balance okay, here. Okay, okay. Straight off. So you, you hit him with your... Um, Chain whip. Chain whip. And that's an 11, so he's going to have to do that. And probably that's 8, 9, 10, 11. Okay, so you hit him with that, and he, like, his arm, you can see it, like, twist from the blow of your chain as he barely holds on to his sword and pulls his arm free of your chain. He's panting pretty good here. Looking at you, he just, he kind of smirks and he goes, whew, well played soldier, well played. Um, and he's gonna drop his sword and he's gonna charge at you, just thrusting his sword right out. Going towards you, uh, using 10. Okay. So when he just dropped his sword, and I was just like, no. what? Why? <laughs> okay, then I'll match that with a 10. So I'm using my training here to parry him, you know, so gauntlets, I don't have you to. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, next up, he's got two highest would be a six. So, I'll, yeah, I'll attack him with another six, just, you know, send to punch him in close combat. Okay. Are you using two threes then two there? Two threes, yeah. Two threes. Okay. Uh, you hit him with the, you just start punching at him yeah. as he gets in close. Uh, he brings his arms up to defend himself, and as he's blocking it, he pushes off of you. And using his commanding voice power, says, Get off me! And backs up and readies himself in a stance. Um, and pushes back. 
Uh, oops. Oh, wow. That was garbage. Um, <laughs> and so he's going to look at you. And he's he knows he's getting pretty, pretty trounced here. Uh, he starts to get a little bit angry because there's there's a crowd forming here. This is humiliating, and he's and, obviously a proud man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's clearly getting his butt kicked, and so you can see a shift in his stance. Uh, forty six. Um, you can see a shift in his stance as he lunges towards you, not in a practice manner, but in a full, outright, almost, yeah, almost desperate attack. This gives you an excuse. Um, he goes into a, he escalates into a violent attack. You do not need to escalate if you do not choose to, but he is now escalated into violent. Um... And he will attack you for a seven. Like, just, as I say, fully lunging with his sword, meaning to do serious harm. Yeah, and escalating the listeners to a physical and violent thing means he gets to add his spirit. Yes, so he gets to roll some more dice. Yeah. Mm, Were you really body and spirit? No, you were body and soul because you were physical and non-violent. Yeah. Hmm. I think we said body and spirit. I think Ian might have said spirit. I might have mixed up. Yeah, Yeah. they're... Like the exact same words, so I you know. You don't you don't need to choose to escalate. If you choose to escalate, the damage you take is escalated. If you don't escalate, the damage you take is not escalated. Mm. If that makes sense. Assuming you take damage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean might as well escalate. See like oh, see that his he's like you know starting to lose his cool. Yeah, I like you know start to flare up with some fire and start actually adding my magic to it. Well, this is getting serious. Finally, I think now would also be an appropriate time to add in the uh, the fact that you're actually Demir. Yeah, because this I mean, is actually what you really wanted all along for Whisper to be violent, yeah. right? Yeah, so. so. Yeah, uh, you're go ahead. pretending that you're like self being in self defense, but yeah. really. <laughs> so I'll add my membership of House Demir. Yeah, go and for it. Should I add that I'm an assassin and I'm sneaky or not? Uh, this isn't a very sneaky maneuver, mm. so. Fair enough. So I'll add my yeah. fire magic and my House Demir and my spirit. Yep. Okay. Here we go. We start to get interesting. Uh, let me add those numbers. We'll numbers. Pause for a sec. Yeah, sure. Let me pull that up. Am I? Okay. So okay. he wanted me with a seven, so I'm going to match this with my seven on one die. Yeah. So just you know, effortlessly just start to you know parry it him. like nothing as he's going fully crazed and desperately trying to swing at you. People in the crowd are starting to gasp a little bit. Also, the fact that you only use one die means you get to keep it and not remove it from your pool. Yes. Exactly. So I'm <laughs> keeping that. And see, he's got not that much left. So I'm just going to, you know, humiliate him. Like, oh, you know, that's not, you know, how legionaries fight. And I, you know, take on my fireball and just scorch his face with it with an 11. 
Okay. Uh, he's going to use everything he has, and that's going to do nothing. Because he still can't make it up. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to say you just grab him by the head as he's, like, desperately flailing. And I'm not going to say it's a flashy fireball because you're sneaky, but a small bout of fire in your hand, and you just throw him to the ground, burning his, like, just melting him. Um... And he gets just tossed to the ground, crumpling in a heap. As everyone looks and goes, he'd start, you know, wow, he was attacking him. He, you know, no, unfair fight. He went crazy there. What kind of Boros soldier would do that? And people are coming up and patting you on the back and being like, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Disrespectful, disgraceful. Yeah. Well, I hope that's his last disgrace. That like, oh. you know, kick some dirt on him, and like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. They, a few people just drag him off. Um, oh, well done. Well done, soldier. Well done. Well fought. You see a few of the, like, higher-up soldiers just clapping lightly. Yeah, you know, my bow towards them, and, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you have successfully won your spot into the capital elite. Perfect. So we'll pan two. Who wants Here. to go next? Okay. Oh, shit. We'll pan two. Curl. Could you get it? Uh, don't order what? No. Uh, and we will delete this character from the character. <laughs> delete him from life. Well, <laughs> oh, it's in the middle of those. Um, I mean, he could have He might come later with revenge. Revenge. Again, we don't even have Jika's name, so. Eh. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> and we'll swing to Kuro and Yakora. Yukora. 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 Kuro's brother, Yukora. My sworn brother. Sworn. Not related. Sworn. Okay. So, yeah, I think our whole framing device is he isn't happy that I'm going to join the elite because he thinks it'll disrupt my career in the Orzhov Syndicate. Moving, yeah, your ability to move. I will be able to move, move up with him if he doesn't want that because we're stronger together. Yeah. I'm like, no. Maybe we're at a bar or something. Yeah, okay, so you Let's guys... Let's a bar and there's, like, debris outside. Yeah, Stuff. okay. You're, you're at, like, kind of a rundown, like, a bar in, like, a seedier part of town. Bar. Like, a karaoke bar in... We're gonna say in like <clears throat> close to gruel territory. So it's like pretty beat up. Some of the streets are damaged and there's people like just rage singing karaoke and stuff. Uh, you and your brother sit at the bar at a table. Um, you notice the servers, cause it's, as I say, it's, it's a little bit gruel part of town. Gruel being one of the guilds, not. Yeah, by um, the way, Legion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, so you notice a lot of the servers give you guys a wide berth and are very respectful to you specifically they as they go by, noticing the very flashy Orzov pins. I just have a simple one. Or well, it's understated. It's it's understated, but it's like I don't need to. But it's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, and they know what that means. So, yeah. You guys are hanging out at the bar. Yeah. We just finished a set, probably. Yeah. Uh, brother, if you join the Capital Elite, 
then we can't move up together and you'll get left behind. Don't you want to be part of the higher-ups in the syndicate? Don't you want to be running things? Every man has to find their own path and advancing upward isn't always everything. One can find peace and serenity through other avenues. But if we work together, we are stronger and our path is together, brother. Of course, That's why we swore to each other. We are brothers, but does the lumberyard need two woodcutters? If there is much wood. But who would handle the finances? Who would handle the protection? So that we are strong together, but we don't. But, but not we don't both need to be mighty oaks. One can be an oak, and the other can be the avalanche. Hmm. I disagree. I think we should stay together. Move up. The syndicate provides for those who look out for the syndicate. The guild the guild has been good to us. But this is something I must do, brother, alone. You must go up and I must go out. I want you to go up with me and he slams his drink on the table after hey, finishing hey, the drink. Hey, don't jug. spill your drink. Brother, I will teach you to uh, you will join I'll the teach guild. <laughs> He's a little drunk, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Starting to slur his all words a little bit. Alright, alright, let's see. I'll put my drink down. Alright, alright. Like start cracking my knuckles and stuff. Let's see what supplementary lessons you have today. Start he gets up to and kind of wobbles a second and grabs as one of the um serving people walk by he just grabs whatever drink was on their tray as they scurry away from him and he slams that drink too and smashes it on the floor brother if i win you will stay with me and we will move up together as we should it's good for a man as young as you to have fantasies hold on to those dreams even if you'll never reach them Aren't you the same age? It doesn't matter, Nicole. No, don't don't like, tread on my thunder. I'm not. That makes it better if right? you're the same age. I'm the big brother. I'm the swole brother. <laughs> I'm not that swole. I just look, you know, like a guy. Uh, the both of you... He's absolutely cut, but he's no. not like a big, huge guy. Uh, the both of you walk out... No, we don't. It's starting right here, right okay. now. Okay. Uh, you guys push aside a table. A few of the patrons of this bar start to... Um, stomp their feet and yeah. make some noise. Uh, one of the tracks gets switched and like this hardcore like death metal screeching, very guttural music starts getting played on the karaoke. I had a track and it kind of countermands that if that's alright with No, me. no, go for it. Oh, okay, okay. That's fun one. Yeah. It's karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And he just looks at you, and he's going to take the first swing. Yeah, he, he can go for that. Uh, so we're going to go physical and non-violent. We're going to yeah. start this, because you guys are brothers. Well, it's non-violent, because I think it's violent. He's taking a swing at me. Um. No, it's physical and non-violent, because it's... 
You're, you're not trying to kill each other. Violent is actively trying to kill no, each other. No, 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 you're thinking of consequences. Yes, but that's... Consequences goes to trying to kill someone. Like, vi like lethal mortal combat. Yes, yes, and that's what I'm saying is it's a physical non-violent because you're not trying to kill each other, so the consequence... I mean, you're no, not let me pause. Starting it. All right, we're back. Okay, so he's rolled his dice. He's going to use his muscular and his intimidating traits. Um, we've agreed that this is physical and violent uh, for rolling, but it is non-deadly. Yeah, for, for conflict. For conflict. Consequences. Con or consequences, not conflict. Okay. But, because it's a little bit weird. Um, and we're going to say he goes first in the initiative because he's drunk and he's just going to start this fight. Yeah, so he's going to raise me. So I'm going to raise you. He's going to come out swinging hard. He wants to hit, show his brother that he's hitting hard. And he's going to go with a 13 there. Um, and he's going to punch you just in the face. Just a full, like, haymaker style punch. Okay, yeah, I'll let him. I'll just, like, t I'll take it, get knocked back a bit. Get knocked okay. back, it's fine. I'm going to call that with 6, 12, 13 on three dice. Which okay. gives me, I think, a consequence. Yep. Well, three so you take dice. three consequence dice. Yeah. Alright, uh, as I'm coming back, I'll grab the drink I put down earlier and flip it in my hand and come back and smash him in the face with it. Okay. Uh, going for eight. Eight. Um... Oh, no, nine, sorry. Nine? Yeah. Okay. Uh... Finish your drink! He's gonna take it to the face, kind of brush off some of the glass that's stuck in his face. Yeah, you bet. And just be like, that's a waste of alcohol, brother. What are you going to do about it? As he tackles you into the table. There we go. For 11. Oh my Christ. <laughs> All right, I'll have to make my blood heat go into my uh, fighter uh, stance. Go for and it. And kick in strength of Yoni. So another 2d10 and a d6. So yeah, he just tackles you into the table you guys were sitting at a second yeah. ago. Uh, patrons all around are starting to chant and stomp their feet and just really getting into it. The uh, serving, the servers are not having this, but yeah. they're they're not going to stop it. Well, just tell kind of the damage and others of the bill. <laughs> so he he called my raise, right? Uh, no, that was him. Yeah, he called your raise earlier, but this is his new. You have to call. This yeah, one. what's he throwing at me? Eleven. 11. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he has this thing broken. Eight. So I'll call that with three dice. Another six consequences. Okay. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> and then. And then it ends oh, shit. Like a bunch of That's unfortunate. He rolled well. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll just go flying back to the table and I'll throw in flash step, quarter strike, and EX guard. Okay. As you fully so power up into this fight and get ready, realizing your brother is not He's gonna go. Pissy move. Yeah. It's not pulling his punches. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to raise him five. You're gonna raise him five? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You raise him five. Uh, 
he'll use just one dice to counter that. And what are you doing? So um, he's pushed you into the table. the table. I will, um, I will slam my th- my elbows into the table and shatter it, grabbing two boards and clapping the ears with it. Okay. Uh, and I'll just I'll just use my flash step to like blip to uh, blip around him. Okay, you're behind him, so he's now gonna go ten, and he's gonna turn around like seemingly all yeah. unfazed from that slap to the face because he's already pretty drunk, so he's still. He's looking equally as wobbly, and he just turns around, grabbing like the table stand, you know, the middle part, just holding it like a billy club, and just going to swing at you with it. All right, he threw ten at me. Yeah. Six, eight, nine. All right, time to pull in my other stuff. Alright, so as, I'm going to reframe that a bit, so as I was getting up, I uh, pulled off my suit, revealing my back tattoo, because why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to invoke the back, I'm going to pause because we got sirens. Okay, the the, the sirens are gone, we can come back. Okay. Well, alright, cool, that didn't work. (laughs) For some reason, the website that repeats YouTube videos, the only thing it's for, decided not to repeat the YouTube video. Fucking Christ. Okay, Okay. I will tap my back tattoo, showing off my physical prowess, and uh, I will just turn and point at him and invoke my relationship with him to be like, oh, you've done fucked up now. Uh, What are you raising him? I will raise him 13, uh, and I will grab the bar. I have an 8 and a 6. That's 14. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. That's it. 14. Okay. Two even numbers can only make an even number. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) Sorry, and we didn't all go to schools that allowed us to buy houses at 20. I didn't buy houses. Anyway, I raise him 14. Nice. And I will put my hands under the bar and just lift it out from the floor, pick it up over my head, and slam it onto him. Okay. Um, brother, the lesson. Is over. Uh, oh, where are these dice coming from? He's gonna use his power up ability. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Um, and he's going to get hit by the bar and just start like, no, brother, grabbing the bar and moving it aside. The lesson huh, is. Uh, what did you, you... You said the lesson's over. Yeah, the lesson's over. So he'll he'll match you. He has to go one over to match you. But go. he will match you. Um, and he goes, the lesson is not over! Like, smashing the part of the bar behind him as he gets up. Yeah, I have, yeah we both have demon strength. Yeah. And then he's just gonna tackle, like, full dive, like, headbutt you in the gut tackle, trying to throw you onto the ground. Okay. Uh, and he'll use a nine. All right. I will counter with two dice. And I will flash, like, quickly, like, quarter circle turn, flash step behind him, grab him by the scruff of his jacket, and I'm going to hurl him through the window of the bar. Okay. Um, Raising him five. 
Okay. Uh, he's not going to be able to do anything with that. Uh, I mean, I could give him, but we'll call it. So he's going to, you see him get thrown out the window. And you, you, I take it you just sit down sort of thing. Are you still standing? No, I'm going to go outside. No. Uh, to like sit, pick him up. No, no, sit, sit down. All right, all right, all right sit okay. down. You sit I down. Sit there is no bar anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just, you throw him out the window and you sit down. And about half a second later, you see your brother open the door and he walks in and he goes, fine, brother, you win this time. And he comes and sits down beside you and he goes, barmaid. He calls her over. You see, uh, one of the serving girls comes over and brings you each a drink and just kind of stares at you guys for a half second. So, uh, Octopus Ball stands still open. That's not what I said. Hmm. Sounds like a good time. Octopus Ball's in here. Sounds good. And you see him get up and he, <laughs> you see, he kind of looks around. And he goes, I guess this one was on me, eh, brother? Yeah. And he goes into his wallet and he just drops a sack of coins and walks away. Before I go, I need to get your tailor from Terry clothes. Yes. Yes. Sounds fair. And um, that's, that's the that. two of you. Okay. So yeah, on uh, 68. Yeah, so we've... Decided not to go with consequences for the training session, but well, had well, you... I would have gotten a 13. Yeah, you would have got a 13. And I would have gotten a 1, which means I would have advanced. So you would have advanced, and you would have had a long-term injury. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then you would have had a chance at... Uh, <laughs> Just blown away. Injury as well. Because you would have... Uh, and if your three highest dice meet or exceed your, your consequence body. score... You Which recover. I'm almost certain I would have been able to match on 5v6. Yeah, yeah I, would have, I would have gotten right through it. Yeah, so you're good. Um, yeah. So, that's Crow and how he joined the Capital Elite. Now we move to... Gato. Gato. Oh my god. Yes. I just remembered the word cheesecake and for short cake is a term... That's that's great. It's a term. No one knows what the fuck you're talking about. You do. Short stack and cheesecake. I don't. I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's fine. No one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Hi. Okay. So, moving on to Gato and how you joined the Capital Elite. Uh, so we pan to a different part of the city. Where, strangely enough, there's also a lot of violence going on. <laughs> um, you're in a... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> an art exhibit area. Uh, displaying some of your art. We'll, we'll call it art. <laughs> um, as you notice, there are people, like, dangling from the ceilings on hooks. There's, like, paintings painted in blood. And then also general regular art as well. Um, <clears throat> all sorts of people are wandering through this art exhibit as you're there. It's 
there's a few of your pieces on display. Um, Is yeah. the person I'm looking for here? Uh, you... Oh, a gentleman walks up to you uh, wearing az- Azorius? Yes, wearing Azorius uh, clothes. Um, and hands you a package. Take the package. And he goes, he just nods and kind of walks off. You you can safely assume it's the uh, letter of recommendation you requested <laughs> from a certain person you have information on. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So now with that in hand, you can go to the Capital Elite Headquarters and demand a job. Which I will do. Okay. You walk um, through the streets of Ravnica, uh, find yourself in front of a massive building. This It's absolutely huge, towering. Like, in parts it's maybe only 10 stories, but in other parts it's, you know, 100 stories tall. And it's... It's got to be 20 or 30 city blocks, almost squared, like just massive building. And above it in the dead center is this orb of magic flowing and spiraling around. And that's the guild pack. And you see all the different symbols and runes and words flash across it as it just pulsates with magic, regulating the whole world's laws, basically. Um, You walk in through the front double doors of the Capital Elite's headquarters. Yes. Um, Is the person that I want to get to, would they be on the other side of these doors? Um, Wherever they are, I want to kick in the doors when I walk in. That's what I'm asking. Okay. The person you're looking for is probably... Like, I mean, you're you're trying to get part of the capital elite, and you're, you don't, you're, um, where are you, you're Rakdos? Yeah. So, you probably don't know the structure of this place very well, so you're like, you probably kick in the doors and be like, who's in charge here? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, kicking in the doors and screaming. Yep. Uh, you see a large dwarven man um turns to you he's kind of older large a big white beard and he just kind of turns to you and he goes you notice he was just on his way in or out it looks like you just happen to have caught him and he turns and he goes i'm the chief here he has a huge tower shield and giant war hammer in hand and a large mountain goat, like a rideable mountain goat, beside, like walking beside him. Well, then I want a word with you. I think it's about time that the cult of Rakdos is represented in your so-called capital elite. And I happen to know a few senators who would agree. He just smirks and he takes the package from you. I specifically didn't open it because I don't know if the seal matters. But also, it's funny if it's like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstein thing. Holy shit. Um, I don't know Um, if I said that right. You did. Okay. Um, 
So yeah. And yeah, he takes the package from you and he opens it and he just kind of flips through it very briefly and he goes, it seems you do know some senators very well and kind of tucks it away. But you, you get the vibe that he knows you're bribing them and he's- Well, I'm not bribing. Well, <laughs> well I you, you get the vibe that he knows something's up and he's probably going to be looking into these senators later. <laughs> Like, you've, you've basically yeah. just given him some corrupt officials, <laughs> and he, you well in first he definitely smirks at this kind of thing. And he goes, well, hmm, let's have an interview then, Rakdos Guild member, as he walks off towards an office. Um, the two... I, you got to go into his office? Yeah, I'll pet his coat as I'm walking. <laughs> the goat just... <laughs> yeah, whatever goat noises are. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you guys get into his office, and he turns, and he sits down in a large stone chair that he easily can like push back and forth, as if it's just a wooden chair, and sits down, and he goes, So, tell me. Why do you think you'd be a good member to join the Capital Elite? And he's going to start a non-physical, non-violent conflict with you. So, this will be the chief, and we'll pause to roll dice. Yeah, let me pause. We're back. Okay, so yeah, he sits down and he goes, Well, tell me why you should join the capital elite. And he's gonna start off with a nine. Okay. I'm going to Riker sit in another chair, which presumably is in the room. Yep. Okay. Riker sit. You're gonna Riker maneuver it. Yeah. Riker sit. Star Trek TNG, whenever Jonathan Frakes sits down on a chair, he performs the Riker maneuver where he kind of just sort of mounts the entire chair. Backwards. Uh, yeah. Okay. Clearly terrifying. <laughs> I don't think you can afford to continue excluding us. And I happen to know that you want someone who will be able to strike fear so that it doesn't have to come down to violence, don't you? Okay, okay. Are you countering? Yeah. Is nine. So I will counter with a nine with my okay. six and five. Perfect. Um, for the listeners, I, as well as well as my soul, my mind and soul, uh, I included the fact that uh, I have an Azorius Senate in my, member in my pocket. Yep. Uh, I have that I have a fearsome reputation throughout the capital, and that I'm a well-connected member of my cult. Yep. Uh, so. So you first yeah. have to match and then raise, right? Yeah, and then now you raise. Yeah. So you matched him by saying that he can't afford not to have you. Yeah. Um, Did you just use a six and a five there? Yeah. You could have used a four and a five to match the nine. Oh. Because first you do match. Yeah, you don't. No, I know. I was just doing my math wrong. <laughs> I didn't want you to, you to lose it. Yeah, that's a good catch. Extra high <laughs> dice. Okay, there you go. 
else to actually say. You can say, to... you can say that's your count. Like, and then you just kind of stare at him. Yeah. And then, an an yeah. intense stare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Are you gonna hit him with a big one or? Because he can only match with seven without getting hit. So I guess if you do at least eight, so five and three even, that's already bring through three of your dice. Yeah, I'll do that. So yeah, I will counter five. with a five and a three. Well, I'll, I'll uh, raise with a five and a three. Yeah. Um, uh, intimidating posture and everything. Yeah. He smirk. He kind of looks at you and smirks, and he goes, "You think you're the first Rakdos to join us? It's so cute <coughs> how you all don't know anything. But interesting." Interesting. I like your spunk there, kid. Um, and he's going to... He'll take that hit. So for eight. So he'll do that. Takes a hit. Um, and then he's going to look at you. And... You're really tempted to just fucking escalate to violence right now. <laughs> I mean, you almost piece of shit. got him. Because, like, no, I know I almost have him. It's just condescending piece of shit. <laughs> he's going to use his good instincts. And he's going to use the fact that he is chief of the capital elite to roll some more dice. And... Do, do, do. And then he's going to use a six and a three, and that'll be nine. And he's going to say, well, okay. I can see kind of what I, I've heard of your reputation a bit, but I don't know if violence or your version of violence, intimidation, is quite what we're all about here. Um, tell me, can, are, would you be able to be a team player? Oh, don't worry. I've worked in teams before. <laughs> I'm going to raise an eyebrow when I say that. Yeah, yeah, it's that's true. It's straight up an innuendo. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, he used a nine, so go ahead and counter. Ah, stop moving, stop yeah. moving the colors! <laughs> Why? Are so, so the bigger numbers will be more visible, so you'll be it's able to. It's hard for me yeah, to read no. them with those dark colors. I know. I'm going to uh, counter with two fours and a one. Okay. Um, Taking a hit. Yeah. So this is here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's non-physical, non-violent. Okay. So you, no, it's a three. Sorry. Oh, right. Because I used, you used three, dice. three dice. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Worked in teams before. Yeah. Just like, don't Sorry. worry, I've worked in teams before. And uh, I've never had any complaints. Tell me. What is it that you want? 
And I'm going to add in uh, the fact that I can get people to admit their their deepest desires. Okay. The one, two, okay. Eight, five, that's not bad. Nice. And then you're going to raise them 12, I assume? Yeah. Okay. He's going to use his um, legendary mental control to block That's your, smart. Um, uh, Even if it doesn't work, though, the fact that I have that power would yeah. be valuable to Yeah, me, so no, it's true. Go. Um, he's, and you hit him with a 12? Yeah. Uh, so he has to use up that and that. Actually, no, wait. Uh, nine and four. So he'll use up, he'll take a hit, and that way, um, he doesn't have to use that up. Uh, so he looks at you and he goes, what do I want? I want the capital elite to be the strongest they can be, and I want them to be respected, not feared. That's such a arbitrary distinction. Maybe to you. And to most people on the streets. Don't you want order in your city? Uh, he's going to raise you an 11. And he's going to say, Children understand order through fear. Adults understand order through respect. It's just a lie! <laughs> <laughs> what did you raise me? Uh, 11. <laughs> and bash! <laughs> I might have to. The world moves to your will? It's telekinesis. Oh. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to. I mean, you escalate. can just. You don't have to necessarily win this. Oh, I want to win. <laughs> that was personal. I'm going to say, oh, really? And uh, I'm going to add in the fact that I'm a master illusionist. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that uh, I have telekinesis. And you're going to start moving things around his office? Yeah. Um, Killer queen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, and if there's like a desk or anything, I'm going to like smash everything off of it. I'm going to uh, manifest like scary shit, and uh, I'm also going to attack. I'm escalating the conflict. Okay, so you're going to add your body, so you'll roll body, and then those three other things are two other things that you said. So it is body because you're going to physical, or sorry, uh, are you going? Physical non-violent, no, non-violent because you're not attacking him, you're just smashing things on his desk. Right? Uh, one moment, I'm just looking at the different stats here. We were at non-physical, non-violent. Yeah, it's just, do you want to be smashing things on his desk or do you want to physically attack him? Are you going? <laughs> are you going physical, non-violent, smashing things on his desk or are you going physical, violent because you're hitting him? I'm going to go physical, but at a distance. Okay. Because okay. I'm using telekinesis. So then you can roll your soul. Yeah. 
Okay. Or, no, or spirit, sorry. Is mind and spirit. Yeah, so. spirit. But you've already rolled your mind, so you just roll spirit. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. yep. That's fine. Uh, so... Violence at a distance is going to be spirit, plus the your telekinesis power, plus your... Um, what was the other one? Your illusionist power. So you're going to have a whack ton of d6s, it looks like. Here we go. He had an 11 on you. There you go. You'll match him. So you manifest these terrifying things around him? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he had an 11? Yeah. So, I'm going to use three dice, my five, a three, and a three. So you're going to take a hit? Yep. Okay. And this is d6s now? Uh, this will be a... I'm going to say it's a non-violent action because you're not physically... or No, you did say it was violence at yeah. a distance. So it's a d8. Yeah. Okay. So three d8s. For consequences? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's like, he's like, adults are, are, don't get intimidated by fear or whatever. And I'm like, oh, really? And, and I will raise him a 12. Okay. Uh, manifesting terrifying things all around yeah. his room, moving stuff. Wait, is he adding more dice in right now? Oh, he can if he wants to. If he escalates. Yeah, if he, if he escalates with you. Okay. But he'll, um, he stands up and... He's going to, uh, he's going to use up all his dice, which will give him another three consequences. So that brings it to nine. And he's just going to stand up and be like, <laughs> interesting. I do like your enthusiasm towards the job. Fine. I'll let you join. It would be. Good to have more spirited youngsters. And uh, pulling a piece of paper out from his uh, drawer, he'll write, scribble something down, and he'll hand it to you. Is it like a script of employment, basically? Yeah, yeah. It's a, and he basically says, you know, take this to the front desk, and they'll get you all signed in. I will do so, but I'm also planning on killing this guy eventually because he's a dickbag. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, he's a dickbag. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's how Gato joined the Capital Elite. Blackmail and intimidation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Roll so that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there would have been consequences, which means you would have had at most a um, long-term consequence and an injury. Roll three, but, four, and three. And you could have possibly had a growth, but don't worry about it because we're not going to keep it. Let's see what I would have gotten. You would have definitely got a growth. And. And, and then three. You roll all everything together, and then you take the, the two highest dice. 
So 16. So yeah, you would have had a long-term consequence and you would have had an injury, which means you would have had to roll uh, roll body and if your three highest dice meet or exceed your consequence score. So rolling 3d6 or rolling how many your body is. I don't know what your body is, but... Um, 3d6. Yeah, rolling 3d6, you would have had to roll all sixes to... Um, no. No, because 16, so you would have had to roll all five, 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 six, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're fine, though. Uh, yeah, so that's how you guys joined the Capital Elite, and that's been our intro session. Yep. I hope listeners enjoyed it. It should get smoother as we run the system more and more, and yeah, I've been Ian, the GM. Devin. And Nicole. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.